Hello and welcome to the Lean Girl Fitcast, your place for motivation and mindset mastery on your fitness and fat loss journey. We are heading into episode four today, unpacking why the weekends are such a struggle. We are brilliant during the week, perhaps maybe not even brilliant, but come the weekend and everything falls apart. We fall off that horse time and time again, and somehow, even though we have great intentions, we cannot stay on track. So in this episode, we are going to give you a practical mental tool that on that Friday night, when your go-to is to have the extra cheesy Devonair's pizza, you are going to have an incredible, powerful tool that you can use to actually start changing those behaviors. You can build back that integrity with yourself and you can start taking action toward your goals. So let's get into the episode. I am here with my husband, Gilan Gork. He is an expert mentalist. He has presented in over 40 countries and he specializes in helping people, specifically high performers, to reach peak performance while maintaining happiness. Huh? Yeah, deep <laughs> happiness. Deep <laughs> happiness. So we often think when we want to be successful, that means pain, it means struggle, it means stress. And Gilan has combined the two to say, hey, you don't have to experience that. You don't have to be unhappy. You don't have to be stressed. In fact, you'll be more successful if you are able to do it from a place of peace and happiness. So Gilan is going to be bringing all of his psych psychology and mindfulness tools into the mix today, and we are going to be applying it to this fat loss challenge. So let's get straight into it because we, it. we have a lot to share today. And I think I, I would say 80 to 90% of the women that have been in my programs that I've chatted to over the years, friends, family have been able to resonate with this. Something happens to us <laughs> when the Friday vibes kick in and suddenly something, it's like the fuck it flip switch just flips. And it can be really frustrating, right? When you feel like you're actually putting in effort, you're staying on track, you've had this great plan all week, or as I said, maybe you even haven't been great, but now you're like, okay, well, I haven't been great anyway. I'm also going to say screw it. So I thought what would be cool is to start off with maybe some personal shares because Gilan and I, even though we do have some mental tools, we can also fall prey to that. That's something that we've both worked on. It's something that we don't do often, but again, we're human. So I think that this will also allow you to have a bit of self-compassion that we're all human and it can happen. Um, but It actually happens more often than we would like to admit. Yes. So, um, you know, although I would like to think that, you know, there's me and then just mere mortals, uh, <laughs> it's it happens all the time. We're human and uh, we're teaching from experience here. So, yes. totally. So, babe, I would love for you to share your chocolate scenario. Gilan had been traveling for a couple of weeks and he got home and your girl does love to keep a bit of chocolate in the house. Actually, you bought some, brought some back from Israel actually as well. So we did have a good stash of chocolate in um, the cupboard and well, you take it away. You let them know. How did this go down? Yeah. So um, Ange uh, asked me 
to share a personal story of a time where I lost a little bit of control. And um, this was just the most recent one, not to say it's the only one. I got back from a leadership program in, in Israel where, and you know, the food in Israel is just unbelievable. So I got back after having not eaten that well for eight days while being on my trip. When I say not eaten well, I just wasn't counting calories and, uh, you know, I was indulging in a lot of hummus. And um, <laughs> when I got back, I just found myself eating a lot of chocolate. And I would look at a chocolate and think, oh, I'm just going to have it. And so this was my journey is that I, I, I didn't even want to engage in going through any kind of process to stop me eating the chocolate. And at the time, um, I was just on autopilot. And it was only when Angie then asked me to think of a story, I said to her, well, there was this time where I was just eating a ton of chocolate because I had not eaten well the mm. week before. And so I was thinking to myself, well, I'm so far away from my from what I should be doing, having this one piece of chocolate won't really make a difference. And I was feeling overwhelmed and a little bit anxious about where I was and where I needed to be to get back on track, or so I thought in my mind. Uh, and, and so that caused a lot of that um, uh, uneasiness inside of me and uncertainty. And so I was just reaching for the chocolate each and every you were time. You eating your feelings. I was eating my feelings. And ironically, when we eat our feelings, we feel worse and the cycle continues similarly to when i was on some crazy restrictive diets you can have the same end result on a friday but mine was due to restricting so much that came friday i was like wow i have done so well and you know what i'm i'm tired <laughs> I actually want to have something delicious. I haven't had any yummy food the whole week. I've killed it in the gym. I am just going to let myself off the hook here. And of course, when you've been restricting as well, uh, once you do start eating something really delicious, it seems like you have no breaks and you're just completely out of control. And then that turns into I'll start being restrictive again on Monday um, and I may as well just write this weekend off. I'm so far gone. You know, what the hell? Let's just give it horns because come Monday, I'm going to be so good. Um, and yeah, we know how the cycle goes. Yeah. So the question that we want to tackle here today is how do we actually break this cycle when it is something we've been doing for weeks, months, maybe decades how in that moment when all you want to do is eat that pizza, we let's paint the picture. It's a Friday night. You get home from a long week, whether you felt like you had a really tough, stressful, challenging week, or perhaps you were really restrictive, which of course we know the science of the fact that you don't need to restrict that much. So there could be many reasons why we're feeling this way, but we're looking for a little something to make us feel good. Yeah, or you're you're out and everybody's just ordering pizzas, you know? Yes. Um, or the family says, oh, we're just going to get, you know, Uber Eats or Mr. Yes. D or whatever. And uh, and you're like, oh, okay, fine. I'll just have it as well. And so, um, yeah, it's these two scenarios, either uh, having an overeating week or being so restrictive that by the end of it, uh, you just kind of give in to the temptation. Mm. Um, so I guess the question is, how do we change that behavior? And mm. every single time, we talk about behavior, we need to understand that there is a root cause 
to our behaviors. And uh, I created this carrot analogy, which I think paints the picture quite well. You can imagine that a carrot is planted in the ground. And the thing that we actually eat that we call carrot is actually a root because it's a root vegetable. Mm -hmm. And so above the surface are the leaves. And that, in terms of this analogy, represents our uh, behaviors, our reactions and our behaviors. Mm -hmm. And that's above the surface, which means it's visible. And so we see our behaviors. We tend to judge our behaviors. Uh, we see other people's behaviors and tend to judge that as well. And it's the first thing that we want to change, not only in others, but also in ourselves. So that's why a lot of people say, I keep doing this. How do I change it? Mm. And, and then, you know, you can, you, you can tell other people, or oh, this is the behavior you should do. How many times have you told someone that they should do something different, but they, it, that actually doesn't change? Yes. Or it does once and then goes back to normal. Yes. And how many times do we tell ourselves, oh, I'm going to do this differently. Yes. And then we don't, yes. right? So the reason is because we're not actually changing that behavior from the root. And so the root cause of that behavior, I'll give the a simplified version here, is there's an emotion that's driving our behavior. That emotion is often under the surface. Mm. And the reason why we feel a particular emotion is because we're seeing the situation in a certain way. Sometimes it's because we're seeing ourselves in a certain way or we're just seeing the situation in general. But we, we're in a situation, we see it in a certain way, which causes us to feel a certain way, and it's that feeling that drives our behavior. If we don't change the way we're seeing things and the way we feel about things, we will keep repeating that behavior. Mm, I think that's such a key differentiator because I resonate with looking to change the behavior. I want, I'm doing this. I want to do this. But it almost feels automatic. The behavior feels automatic and there must be something which that makes sense that it's the thoughts and the emotions and and once once we can shift that that will then help us to overcome and and move out of that so thinking about this carriage analogy what if we look at our friday night example explain what perhaps those okay we know what the behavior is the behavior is that we're reaching for something even though we know it's not aligned to our goals even though we know it's not going to make us feel good and we're still doing it so what could potentially be the underlying thoughts and emotions uh, underlying that that are driving that behavior well if i think back to my eating uh, the chocolate uh, in my mind when, when i go back i know this sounds so uh, paradoxical, so ironic. Yes. In that moment, I was feeling so um, uneasy, so uncertain about my um, uh, uh, eating journey because I had eaten so poorly. And so I was feeling, um, you know, call it overwhelmed, uneasy. I was feeling frustrated. I was feeling just crap about mm -hmm. myself, like disappointed in myself that I, that I you know, had done that, um, which is BS as well, by the way. Sometimes we've got to give ourselves a, a bit of a break, but that's a different discussion. But when I came back, I was then feeling like the gap between where I was and where I thought I needed to be to be on track was quite big. And so with those emotions, I wanted relief from those emotions. I wanted for a moment to just forget that I, I had all of those. And so in episode one, uh, of this podcast, we spoke about how we have this innate, this inside of us, this inherent p uh, uh, nature of peace and fulfillment and happiness, but we obscure it, we cover it up um, when we're either seeking something 
or resisting something, trying to avoid something. Mm. And so for me in that moment, having those emotions was causing me to want to behave in a certain way that's going to bring an end to my um, to my seeking or my resisting. Mm. And I, you that know, uneasiness. So that, that uneasiness. So ironically, eating that chocolate, in that moment that I ate the chocolate, I was no longer, it brought my seeking to an end momentarily. Mm. And in that moment that I wasn't seeking anything anymore, I felt much better. Yes. And then I and then my brain attributes that to having eaten the chocolate. So now I'm thinking to myself, oh shit, I ate another piece of chocolate. Now, ten minutes later, I'm no longer happy again. So automatically I start thinking, well, let me just have another piece of chocolate because it's gonna give me that moment of relief. Right. So because I haven't dealt with the emotions and because I'm not seeing things clearly. Um, including the fact that I'm, I think that eating that chocolate is going to make me happier, mm. right? I'm, also, I'm not seeing things clearly there. I'm just perpetuating the behavior. Right. So if we, if we do want to have a look at that thinking that's leading us to that behavior, then I guess the next sensical question would be, how do we manage that emotion or those thoughts in that moment? Because if we can change that, then I guess that would be the route to changing the behavior. And I think something important that I wanted to mention here as well is just talking to the restriction. Um, when you look at, this, uh, at what I teach in my programs as well, um, we're obviously there are practical things that you can, that there are practical things that can help you to not feel, I guess, so uneasy at the end of a week. So I often say perhaps head up to maintenance on the weekend. So you feel like you have more calories to play with, or perhaps instead of reaching for the Debonair's pizza, make something that's a fake away. Um, or, you know, of course, not restricting your calories so much during the week, staying at a great calorie level. So that's also, I think, important to mention. There are practical ways as well, but perhaps you do get to the end of the week and you are having, still having this sort of uneasy feeling. It could even be from a stressful work week, right? Yeah, we could. you could have had just a stressful day. You could have had a fight with someone. Maybe it's at the office. Maybe it's at home. And all of a sudden we think to ourselves, like, I'm not feeling great. Sometimes we don't think it. This is just a feeling. Yes. And we think that, oh, but when I eat this or, you know, I'm going to have this uh, takeaway meal and then I'll feel better. And so we start putting our happiness in external things because mm. we've been conditioned all our lives um, that when I eat that, I feel happy. Mm. Uh, but the truth is that it's in the eating that that distracts us clears the clouds momentarily from inside of us that are obscuring uh, all that turbulence inside of us that's obscuring our inherent uh, natural state of, of happiness and peace. And then we attribute it wrongly to that external thing. We don't need those external things. It's a huge mistake. It's an, actually a delusion that we've all grown up with. Mm. Um, conditioned to think that it's those external things, food or otherwise, maybe it's other goals in life or anything else, mm -hmm. relationships, activities, substances, it goes on and on. And we think that our happiness lies in those things. But food is probably one of the most common things that we put mm -hmm. our happiness in. And it's so accessible and it just comes so naturally. And because unlike alcohol, we have to eat, we, you know, to survive. So it's not like something you can just cut out completely if you're trying to change a habit. 
So in preparation for this podcast, we have really tried to nail down some self-inquiries, some questions that you can ask yourself in that moment. So going back to that Friday night when you've had a stressful week, when you're feeling this uneasiness so that you can stop in the moment and we can help you to create that new behavior by first changing your thinking. So over to you to share our really I think powerful three questions that I want you to get out the notes in your phone right now and I want you to jot them down because this is something that it's not just a once-off, it's a practice, right? It's exactly. consistently re-asking ourselves these questions when we find ourselves in that moment. Yeah, the, be the best thing is, you know, is to self-coach in those moments and coaching is all about helping somebody to discover the right answers that you already have in you. And so, um, you know, as you're listening to this, I want you to know that you already have the answers in you to help you in these situations. The questions that I'm about to share that Ange and I sat and prepared um, and, and packaged into, we, we affectionately are calling it the three question intervention. And so write this down so that in that moment, where you're feeling like you wanna get that fast food or it'd be so easy just to eat that chocolate, do yourself a favor, just pull out these notes, ask yourself these three questions, and it will absolutely change the way you feel, the way you see things, the way you feel, and therefore your behavior. So um, the first question, would you like to take the honors? Question number one is, am I looking for this food, whatever it may be, could insert food here to make me happy right now? I wish that I'd asked myself that when I was reaching for the chocolate. If at the time I just looked at the chocolate and said to myself, am I expecting this piece of chocolate to make me happy? It would have been obvious to me at the time. Yes, absolutely. It would have also made me have to recognize that I was feeling unhappy or mm. uneasy or whatever, you know, however uh, uh, was frustrated mm. uh, at the time. I can feel that, I must tell you. When I ask my, if I imagine myself in the situation, it suddenly makes you consider that, right? And then when you're like, damn, I am. Which brings us to question number two, which is asking myself, if I knew that eating this chocolate was not going to make me happy, would I still eat it? Or another way to ask it is, if I knew that eating this chocolate would make me unhappy, mm. would I still eat it? Mm. Because how many times have you eaten the thing and then afterwards felt even unhappier. So it actually, it made you more worse, worse unhappy, off. right? Yeah, exactly. we're worse off than we were people. Yeah, so I prefer the second version, which yes. is if I knew, so now this, this is constructed very specifically because what we're doing, if you think of the carrot analogy, is that we are replacing an assumption with a different assumption, a more empowering one. Because the assumption that I had at the time that I was eating that chocolate was when I eat this, it'll make me feel better. So now by saying, if I knew, then we're saying as if it's already true, it's already happy. If I knew that eating this chocolate would make me unhappy, would I still eat it? Mm. And so by replacing it almost like it's a, it is a truth, I'm immediately adopting that point of view. It's going to make me feel differently because then I'm thinking, hell no. Hell I'm not going to no. eat that thing if it's going to make me unhappy. No, yeah. hell no. Which brings us to the third question, which is... And question number three is, if I felt completely complete fulfilled and happy happy right now in this moment 
what would I do? What would I do next? And I think without having anything prescribed of what you would do next, if you honestly feel that, the next move you will make will be one from a place of self-love. It will be aligned with who you want to be, with what goals you have. And perhaps that still means indulging in a lean girl fake away or having a couple slices of the pizza, but not taking it to the point where you have that regret, where you have done something to the point of you're, you're seeking something from it, right? Exactly. It's, you know, we do have, uh, I order stuff takeaways sometimes. I will still have chocolates, but every time I have it, if I know that I'm not putting my happiness in it, I'm not having it for the wrong reasons. I'm not having it coming from a place of lack. Mm. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I know that I'm having it because um, it's, it's, what I, it's, it's an expression of me living life and loving life right now. I, mm. I already feel complete. I feel happy. Um, I feel self-love. And so I'm going to eat it every once in a while and in moderation and it's going to be part of my calorie budget and it's not mm. out of desperation. It's not out of, mm. it's not out of feeling needy like I need to feel okay inside yes. and, I'm, and, and I'm placing it in that, in that thing. Yes. So let's recap the three questions, right? Yeah. If you are in a situation and you're about to make a bad decision, ask yourself these three questions. Question number one is, am I looking for this food to make me happy? Number two is, if I knew that eating this would make me unhappy, would I still eat it? And question number three is, if I already felt happy and peaceful inside, if I already felt complete, then what would I do? And there's so many different options that one can do. You can have something in moderation. I know that you've got on the Kitchen Coach, you've got all of these different um, uh, restaurant Menu guys. I've got restaurant so You can guys. still eat from a restaurant if you don't want to cook. You've got all of those things. So there's so many other options, but it's that emotional compulsion that tempts us into these uh, places where we're seeking happiness that just destroys our ability to behave in a way that's congruent and that makes use of all these resources. Absolutely. And that's why I've created tools like the Kitchen Coach to show you that you can have something that tastes good and makes you feel good and is aligned with your goals. You don't have to choose between one or the other. But I think the key here is, as we you know, are summarizing this episode, is to consistently challenge where we are placing our happiness and whether that is in the goal, whether that's in a number on the scale, which is what we covered in episode one, two, and three. If you haven't seen those episodes, we would recommend to check those out. But I think that this is so um, such an important shift to make. And once we start inquiring with ourselves, once we start asking ourselves these often challenging questions, um, we actually can get to the root. So I really hope that this was meaningful for you. I hope that you have written down the three questions and the upcoming Friday night, maybe it's Saturday, maybe it's Sunday, whichever day that you really feel like you are struggling, I hope that you open up your phone, you ask yourself these questions and together we can start making these shifts that I know are going to make you not only have better results but also find more joy on this journey of building your leanest body ever. So last but not least, um, actually two things 
Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode, we have just started this podcast and we are so passionate about it and it is such a meaningful project for us. So please go ahead and share it with anyone that you think would find this valuable. I think any woman who wants to build a lean body, which is all of us, um, would find value in this. So please go ahead and share it with the people that you love. And then the next episode I want you to look out for is how to stay motivated and inspired even when you feel like your progress is slow. I know we've all been there. So I'm really looking forward to that one. And thank you so much, babe. I think what you shared here was really meaningful, really powerful. Um, And where can people find more about the important work that you do? Uh, It's always a pleasure um, helping your community and, and sharing this important body of work because I think that in any area of our lives, we can reach our goals much faster, actually, perform at a higher level and enjoy the journey um, when when we know how. If this resonates with you, you can go to happypeakperformance.com and I share this kind of work, but in the context of peak performance at work uh, and in other areas of our of our lives. So you yeah. can check out my program. Check my programs there. doing some amazing work there. So definitely go and check it out. Thank you so much again for tuning in. We will see you back here next week. Don't forget to share, leave a review and let's find a little bit more joy on the journey to building our best bodies ever.